In this episode of Eden Exchanges, we spoke with Darren Berry, Managing Director of The Tooth Booth, about the company's expansion plans to open more retail dental clinics across major shopping centres in Australia. Having opened three new Brisbane clinics over the last 18 months in Tier 1 retail shopping centres, The Tooth Booth has often been referred to as the spec savers of the dental industry. Listen on for how The Tooth Booth is shaping the modern clinical and cosmetic dentistry market and find out more about this unique opportunity. Welcome everyone. Today we're joined by Darren Berry from The Tooth Booth. But firstly, thanks a lot for speaking to us today, Darren. Could you start off just telling us a little bit about your background and how you came to a leadership position at The Tooth Booth? Pre-GFC, I looked into going more into service-based industries and uh, I started with GP practices with um, Allied Health, uh, combining Allied Health and GP. And as we grew that, we then added dental to these practices and it didn't take me long to, to sort of work out that the dental was definitely um, more lucrative or, or a better business to be in and um, it's a service that can't be replicated or taken up by the internet. That's the reason why I went, went down that path. And so uh, what do you think makes the tooth booth unique in this modern dentistry market and is there a demand in Australia for retail dentistry? People now are looking for convenience. They're looking for locations that are that they're, they they know how to get to. They know where to park. And we find that we we advertise and market ourselves more as a brand. And people expect then to well, people that have used this especially uh, know what what um, you know what sort of uh, quality services that that we deliver. And, yeah, I find now that uh, definitely it's it's more of, you know, we get a lot of online bookings, a lot of walk-by traffic and people that, you know, instead of taking two or three or four hours out of their day to make an appointment and go and see a, a dentist or in a, in a suburban practice, um, they're more than happy to, to book and, and come and see one of our offices in, in the large shopping centres. Look, thanks, Darren. Look, anecdotally, we've known people now who have been to tooth boots and used the services, often without realising it. So so the visibility of the brand across major shopping centres is is definitely increasing. And and how has the tooth boot grown since the first clinic opened? It's definitely grown um, quite exponentially. Um, We find that that first people will, will, you know, they'll walk past us two or three times and, and then realise that we're an actual dental clinic and we do full range of, you know, general and cosmetic dentistry. And I suppose uh, a lot of shoppers don't expect us to be right there in the middle of these shopping centres. But when they do, um, they're quite surprised and they, they, we get a lot of walk-in traffic and a lot of word of mouth and, and also, as you can imagine, the amount of uh, staff that work in these centres, you know, there's probably a 1,000 to 1,500 in each of these centres, find it very convenient to use our services. And and with the name and with the catchiness of the name and the branding, um, we just found that every time we open a new clinic, we, we have people come in and say, oh, you know, I was speaking to someone that is a friend of ours and they use the one that you've got in uh, Chermside. And so we're really uh, we're really promoting it as 
you know, you come into any of our clinics and you'll get the same high level of service. You'll get the same high level of, of qualified dentists, professional dentists. And, um, and I think that's, that's how it's, you know, it's perceived and it's growing that way. From our end, we're getting a lot of inquiries of people interested in the tooth booth. A lot of them just understand the concept. They get it immediately. I mean, so far, how are you trending in relation to your, your financial targets and, and, and growth metrics as well? We are putting it in shopping centres that are also in different socio-demographic areas. So, um, you know, there's there's... One of so one of our clinics in a lower socio or middle socio economic area will see a lot more uh, patients per sort of dollar bought in, I suppose you say. Um, and then we have our more high end as well. So we're mixed across the board with that. And um, but it's we're actually exceeding expectations to where we we projected our earnings to be at at this time or at the end of the financial year. And um, a lot of that is also just brand recognition and having people understand what we do. And um, it's like a, you know, it's like a tumbleweed. It just gets a bit of momentum and it just seems to be growing and growing. You sort of touched on it already, but what do you think is driving that change? They can get online. They can book themselves in online. Our online booking is is a lot busier than what I even thought it would be. We probably see you know at least thirty to forty percent of our patients that uh, new patients book online, and um, and with that you know it's easy for them to do uh, whether they're at work or, or or at night when we're not open. So um, that's that's changed a lot, and also with the shopping centres having. Uh, a lot of all the public transport uh, coming into the shopping centres, it's very easy to find where we are. Um, I think that's the other thing is when, with our marketing, we market not just ourselves, but we market our location. So, well, here we are at, at so Westfield Chermside, and people understand, you know, okay, I'm going to be able to park there. I know how to get there, um, and I think that's. That's a big part of it also is the conveniency. Yeah, great. And you've also spent a lot of time, you know, essentially structuring an efficient business where you know, the running of the business isn't always in the hands of, for example, a dentist or a health professional. And also in terms of the structures in each tooth booth, they're, they're replicable across different shopping centres. Yeah, can you just touch on how you built that strategy and and, and how important that is into the scalability of a business like Toothbooth. The you know there's other dental companies that uh, that their, their model is acquiring dental practices and practices that have been around for a long time. However, to do that, it's 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 much more difficult. I believe. I mean, you do have the patient base, you do have a, a, a small amount of goodwill, um, but however. You've got all using different dental softwares. You're uh, all using different dental equipment. Um, there's a culture that's been built up in that clinic over the last 20 years, and it's very, very hard to change. So with our, with with the tooth booth, we can roll out, and I'm very process driven. All of our 
software is is a cloud-based software so even our rostering system our appointment system is all cloud-based so um, our dentists can at the end of their shift can even you know do all their their medical notes if they have to add anything from home um, they can also uh, book in uh, check in and see um, what patients they've got for the next day and prepare themselves for what they've got for the day ahead. So we're very, very process-driven with, um, um, look, we, we don't tell the dentist how they should do their treatments. That's that's the dentist. I mean, they're, they're all very professional, but we do have processes of how we want our patients uh, to be to be educated. Um, and I think that's a big part of dentistry now <clears throat> is the treatment's a big part, but also the education of uh, knowing, you know, what needs to be done or, 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 or what problems they might have or might have coming, you know. And also, um, they, you know, we get a lot of questions on cosmetic, uh, what they can do with their teeth, whether they do that now or they do it in five years' time. At least we're, we're educating them towards a better oral health. Sure, and, and leading on to that, from that, sorry, who are the type of people that are starting to work in tooth booth centres or not so much just the, the dentists themselves? Are there also a group of people buying tooth booth locations or is that a separate model to yours? Our model is uh, it's not a franchise model. It's a, it's a, uh, I, I use it loosely, but a corporate model where we own and operate all the centres, and um, most of our our dentists that we're employing, we we mainly employ dentists that have had a, at least five or six years in in um, general dentistry, uh, private dentistry. Um, a lot of our dentists that we've employed have had their own clinics before, and have sold either to a uh, another dentist or sold to a a corporation, so they're looking at now coming in and doing what they're good at, and that's the dentistry side. And then we look after all the ancillary staff, the the uh, and the admin side of it, so the back end and the front end. So um, they enjoy their role much better than when they had to do the you know the whole lot. And then, since you've been growing the business and growing the brand, what are some lessons that you've learned? Some sort of key things that you would you think you've learned or would pass on? Well, look, the key things I, I think I've learned is you never can stop learning. Um, when we first sort of, when I first thought about tooth booth, uh, I was looking at, you know, maybe putting putting in a, a call centre, a central call centre with all of our calls coming in and our outgoing calls and, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the online bookings, have just taken off, and and I think as as the online bookings, the the system becomes so anyone can can get on there and put in their details, put in their the reason for for why they they want to see a dentist, and if they want to see a particular dentist, a male or female, um, we we're getting so much traction with online bookings, uh, and and that's something I probably. I probably thought it would come about, but not as quick as it has. 
Now, what are the immediate priorities for achieving your long-term vision for Toothboots? So firstly, what is that long-term vision and what you need to do to get to it? And the next stage is what are the plans of expanding outside of your, your Brisbane and Queensland territories? Yeah, look, uh, the first thing is uh, w- with our expansion at the moment is is um, concentrated in a cluster, if you call that, in in the Brisbane uh, Brisbane greater area. Um, this just allows for you know if you're clustering, say in Brisbane first, it allows for you know the management side of the clinics uh, to to be. You, have, you can have a, a smaller management team. Also, with staffing, um, it, it helps with, you know, if you've got, when you've got people off sick or, or days off or, or uh, on holidays, it's very easy to, to move one or one or two or whatever staff members from, from clinic to clinic. So the other thing is with our, with our marketing being now mainly, uh, you know, totally internet-based with Google AdWords and SEO on our on our website, um, it's, a, it's a lot easier and a lot more uh, valuable to, to, to just group one area, basically, say Brisbane. So you're, you're really targeting uh, the Brisbane area and the more clinics you put in that area or on, in, in the Brisbane area, your marketing uh, ma- marketing budget doesn't go up by double or triple. It, it just it goes up a very small percent because your branding is in that sort of cluster um, area. And then once we once we've covered the Brisbane area, we will look into Sydney and then and then Melbourne and the other capital cities. But at the moment, we're we're just doing the plans and the um, the fit out design for the next clinic, which will be at North Lakes at Westfield. And then from there, we're also looking at uh, Rabina down the Gold Coast. And also there's a new uh, Westfield that will be opening in Coomera next year. And um, we've, we've got a place that, that we're looking at the moment as well. And then, look, touching on this again, in terms of each time you're bringing on new sites and new locations, it sounds like there's a real economies of scale benefit to the company. I mean, is, is that a real strength of this proposition to anyone looking at the company from the outside? The economy of scale, as in uh, with your purchasing of your consumables. Consumables are a pretty big thing in dentistry, as you can imagine, and... Uh, you get your economy of scales in your laboratory work with your you know, dentures, your crowns, and that sort of thing, um, and also also with your, with your staffing as well. So um, you know, it's it's. I always think that it's just as hard to manage one or two clinics as it is to manage ten. Sometimes it's easier when it's actually bigger because you've got more people to spread the load over as far as the management goes. Thanks. Look, Darren, look, it is one of those companies when, when you hear about it, you think, look, why wasn't it done earlier in terms of having convenient retail dentistry available for for, for shoppers and consumers? Now, what are your thoughts on where the Aussie dentistry sector is heading? 
and where do you see Tooth Boots' strategic position in it? Yeah, look, uh, you know, good question. The, the most of the, um, well, not just health-based, but all, many industries uh, are going that more corporate base, as you can tell with, uh, you can see it started years ago with the hardware and it went down the track. Now in the health sector, which is probably one of the later sectors, uh, to get into the corporate sort of side of it, you've got you know, optometry, um, you know, your little mum and dad optometry uh, shops are just nearly non-existent now. You've got your spec savers, OPSM and, and what have you, and uh, it happened the same with the um, the pharmacies. You know, the pharmacies now have gone into big discount pharmacies. They've, they've turned themselves really into a retail outlet for, for all sorts of things. Um, and even down to now veterinary, I mean, Green Cross Vet, and uh, uh, that's a listed company. So it's really going that way. And, and the reason for that is, is uh, I think it's a, it's it mainly is with the management side and the the able ability to to roll out more clinics or, or more shops or, or whatever, and and be able to run them from a headquarters rather than you know working in the actual uh, clinic and trying to run that clinic from the inside. And what's the next step in? either get in touch with you. We know you're doing some work with funding strategies as well. Um, any suggestions on how people get in touch with or if they want to engage with you a bit further? Yeah, sure. Um, funding strategies is doing some work for us at the moment, so um, they can get in contact with Mark Rainbow there. And, um, and, and we are looking at uh, partnering with um, with moving forward with the expansion, so um, definitely uh, if there's if if there's interest, if there's someone with some interest, um, to contact funding strategies. Thanks a lot, Darren. It's a very unique proposition, but also you know, just a well structured, scalable business. And we we can already see from the inquiries getting in that it's it's so well understood that. We're looking forward to the, you know, the success over the next three or six months ago. To go, sorry, can we, can we just ask, you know, in terms of the next three months you talked about, do you have any idea of where you want to be in say the next five years from now? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, uh, my, my objective is to list the company once we reach a critical mass of, uh, you know, around ten to twelve clinics. And that will allow us then to expand into the other capital cities in Australia. So um, that's where I see us. You know, if I if I said when would that be, I'd love to see that happen within the next sort of three years. Um, and I know that the business has has got very good legs. I mean, it's 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 exceeding my uh, expectations or our expectations, and. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely as as the the model even matures more, it, it will get some um, some very good traction. When you said it's exceeded your expectations, uh, can we get an idea of you know the size of the company and, and what those expectations were? When I first uh, did the feasibility for the clinics, I, I always thought that you know it would take us maybe 
year and a half to, to start and to have the uh, clinics to be uh, profitable. And we're actually getting profitable within about nine months of opening a clinic, which, you know, for dentistry is very good. I mean, uh, dentistry is one of those things that takes a while to generally build you got to build your patient base. A lot of that is, um, you know, marketing and word of mouth, of course. But uh, so it, it's not like a lolly shop or whatever where you open the doors one day and, and it's full of people the next. So it takes reputation. It takes, uh, you know, it takes uh, branding. And, and But I know now if, if uh, you know, we were doing these clinics not in this environment, which is a shopping centre, high-volume environment, we would have never had this sort of traction. Uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about particularly, Darren, anything you wanted to ask us or bring up? Uh, look, you know, uh, I think the other thing to um, to sort of, you know, push on is uh, is with our our clinics being in the in the high-volume areas or high-volume shopping centres where there's... Uh, you know, some of our shopping centres that we're in, they, they sort of get 18 million, 15, 18 million visits per year. So the foot traffic is is very high, and we take advantage of that, of course, with our, we do our $149 introductory you know, new patient checkup, clean, and x rays. Um, and that gives our dentists then uh, a chance to diagnose and, and to educate more new patients and then we do a, a um, full customised treatment plan for every new patient that comes in. So, um, you know, we're, we're sort of there to look after people's oral health and, and let them know what is available to them. Um, the other thing we, we've moved heavily into is, is dental payment plans, which is just starting to, to take off now in Australia um, where the patient is, is actually not charged any interest, and they can pay their, they can have their treatment straight away and pay it off over, you know, twelve to eighteen months. So uh, that's been a, a you know, a, a huge um, boost. We've, we've done a lot of payment plans in the last sort of six months, and um, that's uh, that's been a, it's been a real winner. Um, the other thing is with the high volume traffic areas we we do a lot of teeth whitening uh we're in the shopping center environment so we do see a, a lot of um you know uh wedding parties come through you know they'll book their whole wedding party in to get their teeth whitened before their wedding on the weekend or, or whatever and we we have you know um a lot of students coming in for their formals you know get ready for their formals and so that gives us an income stream as well to, I suppose, it, it, it balances out the extra costs that we have of being in a shopping centre environment or, or, you know, these these centres are, are more expensive, of course, than to be in a suburban um, practice. But with the volume we get through them, they more than, you know, justify being there, especially with the... Uh, with our extra incomes, streams that we can get from from having a high volume traffic area. And look, and lastly, you've talked about the, the the lofty goals of the company and and all the traction so far. 
But um, taking to the next stage really requires, you know, a team board of management. Can you just outline a bit about your team and how important the board is and the alliances they can create for your ongoing success? I love ideas and I love the creating and, and I love to see the business succeed and, and, and I'm always coming up with ideas how we simplify or, or make the process of, uh, of running the clinics uh, better. Um, so then, of course, it's, it's good to have people that you bring on into the in the board as well that um, that that are better than I am at, at other things like we have Laurent the one three hundred smiles which is a ASX listed dental company and, and was their CFO for many years and he has been CFO for, for other companies and um, he's very very analytical um, he looks at every uh, he's a very figures person, of course. Um, so he he's been a, a, a great he's a great asset to us. Um, Deborah Burden, she was on the board of, or she is on the board of Solus at the moment. Um, Country Credit Union. Uh, she's also on the board of the Townsville Hospital. Um, she was the operations. Manager for One Three Hundred Smiles, also, so she's very, she's very aware of the dental industry and and how it works. Um, so yeah, they they bring a they bring a and all of us together bring a, a good team together to uh, to to run uh, the tooth booth. I mean, they can see the advantages of this business model as well because um, they went through all of the acquisition side with. With one three hundred smiles, so um, they very much are on board with the style of, of uh, clinic that we're, we're operating and opening. Fantastic! Thanks again, Darren. Look, I think I think that was particularly insightful for anyone interested in learning more about the company and, and the the future of the industry. Anyone interested should head to toothbooth.com.au to learn a bit more about the company or alternatively, head to fundingstrategies.com.au. Apart from that, thanks again for joining us, Darren, and look forward to you speaking to you soon. Thanks, Darren. Okay, thank you. Bye. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. This episode featured Darren Barry from The Tooth Booth, who are currently partnering with Funding Strategies. For more information on the topics we covered, head to EdenExchange.com and BusinessBuyInvest.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram for regular updates. Thanks and see you next time.